0: Hey, this is Michael Hutchinson, and you're listening to the Front Row Podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 40 of the Front Row Podcast with Don Ross. And welcome back to the Front Row Podcast, Tyler.
2: Thank you very much. And I'm now, not alone, though.
1: I know, we're not alone. To his elite prospect profile, he's uh six foot, one ninety. To his elite, but I'm not sure that's still true or not. But welcome to the front row podcast, Jordan.
0: Oh, thank you, John. Thank you for that uh, warm welcome.
1: <laughs> Is that true? It's on nice the to
0: league? have a familiar face here. Yeah, you know what? Actually, um, yeah, still pretty close to that. I, <laughs> I think I'm under the buck ninety mark. But uh, yeah, Whoa, 185. Congrats. So yeah, good right. to be here. I
1: would. Uh, Donna, Tyler. Like to,
2: oh, I would like to. I would like to say before we we go on here, I I've been on the show about ten ten or fifteen times now, maybe even more, and not once have I been introduced through my elite prospects page, which I do have, by the way. <laughs> That's I'm not that. gonna. I'm not gonna go and list my own stats, but uh, maybe next time you could uh, throw that in there for me, just to pump well, my tires. Uh, I kind of nice yours
1: yours, uh, Tyler. So I'm not sure if What's it's. What's that? I, I looked at yours too. Okay. It shows 5'10", 185. Oh. but not I'm not that. sure how accurate that is. But
2: <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a Brian Rafalski type defenseman. Does, yeah. And I don't know if you're really still considered an elite prospect when you're over thirty, so I guess we're kinda hooped. Yeah.
1: Old prospect. On there it (laughs) listed both of you as retired.
0: Oh really? Well that's not exactly true. I mean (laughs) we're just
2: we're just dormant. That's what we are. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the right word? I think that is, so yeah. Lots to so, talk about it today, guys.
1: Yes. Uh, sure is. What's your uh, thoughts on the Jets and Canadians' round two matchup?
2: How did we get there, though? <laughs> uh,
1: Jets beating uh, older Shore Straight.
2: Yeah, and then, and then
1: of uh, course. Habs beating the uh, Leafs in the best of seven. They came back from
2: 3-1. Yeah. Um. First of all, very excited for the playoff matchup that we're going to see next But it definitely wasn't the playoff matchup that I did expect um, We're dealing with a Leaf fan on the line here mm. And uh, before we really get into the Jets and Canadians I really just want to ask Jordan how he's doing And um, his take on the, the unfortunate events that uh, unfolded last night
0: um, yeah, it's it's been a tough day. Uh, this is uh, very familiar with uh, with this group. It's happened a lot over the last several years, obviously. Uh, I think just disappointed is the word that, that comes to mind, um, especially the way this one happened. You know, it was a unique season uh, with an all-Canadian division, but they dominated that division this year. Um, so it just, you know, it had that feel like this year would be a year, you know, where they didn't have to play Boston in the first round or potentially Tampa. And these are teams that they should beat. And so the way it happened, being up 3-1 like that, uh, it's it's tough. This one stings. Especially when Game 5 went to overtime. Game 6
2: was overtime, I believe, as well. That uh, To have it slip away like that is, uh, I mean, especially for a fan base that has been through their fair share of heartache. It's not... Um,
0: not easy to
1: stomach.
0: Oh, it's, it's tough, you know, and I, that even that game five, I I felt like they played a a pretty good game. Um, but after that, like it it was like they lost, they lost some swagger. Uh, I really didn't feel over those last two games. Like there was any line that was going to score if it wasn't Matthews and Marner. Mm -hmm. Um, and they weren't getting it done. And so it was just, uh, yeah, it was a tough combination. Um, they you know I felt like last night and even the game on Saturday they were playing not to lose, you know there wasn't enough urgency, enough compete uh and at that time of the playoffs there's there's no excuse for that um, you got to bring that energy and compete on pucks and they I mean they played their best hockey in those last two games once they were down in the games. But it shouldn't take being down a goal for a team to step on the gas and go get it. This is uh, this is their moment. I, I, especially that Saturday night game. Game six in Montreal, you know they're having fans. Mm-hmm. That's a game you got to come out firing. And um, I think they were outshot eight or nine nothing in the first. Yeah, they ended up game. coming back in the third to tie that game, did they not? They did. Yeah, yeah they did. That was uh, – yeah. well, and then they, they dominated in overtime. Mm-hmm. um and Travis Dermott had that turnover like a simple chip off the boards to your forward and he yeah that one tried to me. spin it around and lost yeah. the puck it was like I felt like that was Montreal's first shot yeah. in that overtime period and it yeah. went yeah. off yeah, felt, yeah. Bogosian and in yeah. and I mean the Leafs two goals to tie it in that game were off shin pads so you know it happens um but yeah, just really unfortunate the way it unfolded. But yeah. Yeah, really, and you talk you're really talking about
2: compete and uh with Montreal, that's kind of their their MO is is compete. They don't have the they don't necessarily have the star power and we've heard that a million times from every hockey night in Canada intermission whenever
0: oh, they're yeah.
2: playing. But uh to have a guy like Phil Deneau play seventy five percent of his uh matchup against Austin Matthews, like credit to credit oh. to the
0: Canadians for I mean, yeah. Absolutely. He he was outstanding, uh, Phil Deneau to think that that guy how many minutes did he play against Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid this year, you know, like that was, was, everyone was ragged amazing. on that guy for you know not scoring enough. But I mean look who he's playing against every night. Mm-hmm. Um and then you've got that that defensive core. Those guys are big physical yeah. um you know, like uh Weber, Petrie, Sherrod, yeah. Edmondson. Like, Edmondson, like that's
2: Edmondson, a yeah. solid top four. They're not nice. Um, they're not nice defensemen.
0: No, yeah. and then you you throw in Carey Price being Carey Price, and he was just so calm. Uh, I vintage. Yeah. I'd never seen like their offense dry up like it did the Leafs. You know, like there there's goals have never been a problem, mm-hmm. and you know losing Tavares is one thing, but that's no excuse. You know, yeah. like they got to be able to put more than one or two goals in the net in a playoff game, and uh, you felt like when Montreal got to three goals, that was, that was game, you know?
1: some yes, uh, friends on the show, Dave Turbo, he'd be happy with the outcome. Oh
2: yeah, he's a big Montreal fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm preparing for that now because everybody that's been kind of a quiet Montreal fan for the last little while, they've not really had a lot to cheer about. They've been kind of that that middle of the pack team, and now all of a sudden, everybody loves Carey Price again. Uh, the the Habs are rolling. I I think a good chunk of Canada is going to get behind the Jets. Uh, I would not be surprised. Montreal is kind of the other evil empire of uh, of Canada. But yeah, I'm I'm really really excited for for this series. I would have been I would have loved to see the Jets versus Toronto. And Kurt Dog, I'm sure that would have been an absolute dream of yours.
0: To yeah, not in a the Cup
2: yeah. final, like that's uh, you know, there's not as much on the table, so you're not, it's not like tugging on your heart as much, you know.
0: Yeah, one to know. Well, I had thought, you know, I would, regardless of the Leafs or Jets, you know, one of our uh, or one of my teams would be uh, rolling to the top four. But yeah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you, see, it, you know
0: what? It, it it should be a decent matchup. I mean, Carey Price and Connor Hellebuck are. Two of the best goalies in the world. Yeah, unflappable at times. Just
2: their their focus, their calmness. Uh, They don't. I mean, I'm not really exactly a goalie expert, but uh, neither my impression of those two is that they just they don't overdo anything. Like they're not they don't. As much as I love goaltenders like uh, say Jonathan Quick or uh, you know that that acrobatic type. Yep, yep. uh, Mike Mike Richter back in the day, right? As much as Mm -hmm. those goalies are bang for your buck, top notch, entertaining. Marc Andre Fleury, another one. I just feel so safe with a goalie like Connor Hellebuck in the net or a goalie like Carey Pricely. Like I, I honestly yeah. I don't know which one I'd pick at this point, and that's a real testament to where Hellebuck has gotten his game uh, coming all the way from a fifth-round pick in whatever it was, 2012, to where he's at. It's uh, We're very yeah. lucky to have, I say we, but uh, the Jets are very lucky to have a goaltender of that caliber where uh, after a series like Carey Price had, You'd expect Price and his team to have the advantage over whoever they are facing in net, but uh, they roll into Winnipeg, who arguably have the next best, if not a better, goaltender than the Montreal, and that's a pretty bold statement. So I'm really excited to see how the goaltending matchup shakes down.
0: Yeah, the, those two goalies—they just give their teams confidence, right? I mean, they're both—they're both so calm, uh, and Hellbuck has that—you know—that confidence. Uh, Carey Price is more of the calm demeanor, but um, yeah. they just give their teams confidence when they just eat up pucks like that. Um, yeah, it should uh, should be a good series. Yeah. Uh,
1: game. you think the game one between Habs and the Jets be the same as the game one between the Knights and Avs?
2: And Ooh.
1: look, that Avs came up blaring –
2: that's a good question. I, you know what? I would not be surprised to see um, to see a well-rested Jets team take advantage of a Montreal team that I'm sure was emotionally invested in that series. However, if you guys remember back in 2018 when the Jets finished off that Game Seven against Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I mean, that was probably one of my favorite hockey memories was watching that series against Nashville. And then uh, to have Vegas roll into Winnipeg for Game One of the Western Conference finals, the Jets blew the doors off them. I think it was like four one or four nothing and then Vegas rebounded and one four straight. So four straight. yeah, so depending on how that I I don't know. It's an interesting question. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jets take game one. But uh Montreal's shown that they can they can be down in a series three one and uh be just as resilient as the Jets were in their overtimes as uh, you know, Montreal was
0: yeah they're they're montreal is a team that's gonna hang around um yeah. you know i i don't I, I i think the jets will come out flying tomorrow with uh a lot of jump uh but yeah it, it is a tricky question don um montreal they can hang around and they're very opportunistic they they can score off the rush um and the jets tend to give up some rush chances right so it's hard to say it's uh yeah and looking
2: be. down the lineup i i know we talked uh there was a lot of talk about toronto's depth and just being deeper than montreal and you know in a lot of senses they, they were and uh i really felt like they were the the better team and i mean like most people did and mm-hmm. but uh when it comes to montreal and i look at the the line matchups and you have eric Stahl and cory perry playing on your fourth line like that's uh that's a nice that's a nice uh what do you call that, a luxury to have? Is two solid veterans who've both been there. Uh, yeah. up against, say, a fourth line of Winnipegs with Nate Thompson and Trevor Lewis, not to discount, you know, their credentials, but I mean yeah. end of the day, you look at Stahl and Perry and they they were former top ten scorers in the league, uh, Perry being a Rocket Richard winner. So those guys know how to get it done. And so mm-hmm. uh, while I'm not too afraid of the top lines matching up against Montreal. I'm interested to see how uh, how well the, the checking lines fare.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I um you know that Jets third line is so good um with Lowry and Appleton and Cop. Um but you know Montreal now they've got now that they've uh, committed to Caulfield there, I, I think that they have a couple lines that can score too. Yeah, he's uh, really shown that he can he can really play with the puck. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel like every time he has a puck, something's going to happen. And he often like he finds his way into good scoring position and and shoots the puck obviously very well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it should be interesting. Like you said, the Jets are deep up front. They got a lot of speed. Um, Arguably but, the
2: best top six in the league, or, or close to it, right? It's uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They couldn't can ask score. for much better. Especially to to trade away a player like Patrick Laine and really not skip a beat offensively
0: is a real testament to the something to yeah, the, they, the players that they have. Boy, did they need Ealers back down the stretch? There, <laughs> they really miss him, and, and he just th- adds so much to that second uh, second line, which is. Uh,
2: it's amazing to me because as much as I've always, you know, enjoyed dealers and we'll, we'd go back to, you know, 30 episodes ago when me, Don and Bernsey we we would talk about if you had to give up one between Connor, Ealers and Liney, A, I would have picked Ehlers say about a year and a half ago. I, that's who I would have picked just because, you know, we had the tradable contract and Connor seemed to be coming into his own and uh, mesh and he, he played the first line power play. So it just kind of, made sense to me that Ehlers would be the guy. And Don always argued, it's, it's going to be line
0: A. It's going to be line A. Mm. And what do you know? The host was was right. How about that? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I thought it was interesting uh, just to go back. like Ehlers and William Nylander were drafted mm. two picks apart. Back-to-back, back, Nylander and was and first, wasn't he? For the last, yeah. And for he the last be- several years, you know, those have been the two guys in these markets where it's like, if you're going to trade a guy, that's that's the guy. Yeah. and then those two have taken such a big step this year, like yeah, what did Nealer have five goals in that series he was he was the best player for the Leafs, actually, mm-hmm. he might have been the best player on both teams. Mm-hmm. I think it was a crime that he didn't have more ice um mm-hmm. in that series, but yeah, he and ealers have just taken such a big step this year, and they bring so much uh speed skill offensive ability to those uh forward groups, absolutely,
1: but. Third line with for the Jets, who would you match them up against with against Montreal? That Larry Kopp, and whoever, I can't remember who the other winger there is.
2: I'd have Appleton. to look at i to look at Montreal's lines. I'm not uh, not entirely sure, but I'm sure they'll they'll be getting a heavy dose of Montreal's top line. I would not be surprised.
0: Yeah, I I think you play him against the Suzuki group, whoever he's going to be with, which. Um, will probably be Caulfield. Um yeah. because I would think Montreal will try and play Denoe against the Shifley group. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I'm trying to think of Montreal's other group with Cotkiniemy. Um yeah, I can't recall right now, but um yeah, I, I think there should be some some good matchups up front.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um Montreal again, I think, has kind of surprised us with uh, with how deep or how they've been able to distribute their depth uh, throughout their depth chart. Right, like it's uh, really not as uh, weak as I think. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I I may have taken them for granted a little bit. or I, I just underestimated them really. So uh, yeah, I'm. I think they match up. Quite well. I think they've really earned their spot in this in this round. I'm really uh, really excited to see how this shakes down, guys. Don, what do you think? How how do you think this is going to go here? Do you have any bold predictions or uh, hot takes or? I
1: don't know. So, uh, if if they play like they played against Edmonton, I think they would do well. And yep. I think six games,
2: Jets and six. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to pick against them right now. They were they were rolling so well. They've kinda had some time off to to heal up and I'm interested to see how players like you know, I mean, Ehlers looked like he was playing at hundred percent, but a guy like Dubois has been pretty quiet, right? And especially yeah. I mean, more playoff memories or nightmares for you from last year when Dubois shut down uh right? Yeah at least in the play in, in the play-in round. Like how good was Pierre Luc Dubois? Like when when I found out that he was coming the other way in the line A trade, I was just like Oh, man, to have the luxury of a second-line center like Pierre-Luc Dubois come play. Absolutely.
0: uh, No disrespect to Brian Little, but what what an improvement. Oh, to have Shifley, Dubois, Lowry as your future top three down the middle? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be right up there in terms of top three centermen.
2: Yeah, as good uh, as it
0: gets, really. Down the middle. And Dubois, you know, he hasn't... uh, I'll tell you what, he hasn't looked anything... This year, like he did in that series against the Leafs in August. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a weird year for him with with the trade mid-season, having to quarantine. And, yeah, it just looked like he never yeah, and he got, hurt got his feet him. under him. He got hurt. Um, so I, I think he'll, Pierre-Luc Dubois, I think he'll still take a couple big steps uh, in the next couple of years.
1: So, like, with uh, the Leafs being out, who's your final two for the Cup, Jordan?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, Well, I I didn't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but I was chuckling to myself this morning. I I didn't chuckle very much today. (laughs) But I thought that whoever comes out of Winnipeg and Montreal is going to have to go to Denver, Colorado. And, (laughs) oh, my God. They, they're gonna roll whoever comes out of this series. I, I, I don't think it matters. No, they're gonna roll over them, steamroll them, Donny.
1: Uh, I don't. let I'm gonna make that position until uh, I see <laughs> the, what is it, the West final or wherever it is. I've
0: gotta get through okay. Vegas. <laughs> but you, you asked me who I thought would be the top two, right? So I'll tell you that Colorado will beat whoever it doesn't matter. Colorado will beat Winnipeg <laughs> and Montreal combined. And I think, you know, I mean Tampa, ooh, yeah. Tampa Boston I think is going to be a series. Uh, ooh, yeah, that's a tough one. All coming to the east, okay. Yeah. I'll go Tampa, I think. Tampa yeah. Colorado would Tampa, Tampa, Colorado is what account. I'll
2: go with. Yeah. Um. And just remember, Donnie, that ninety percent of Kurt Dog's friends are Avs fans, so he's just looking out for his buddies. Just remember that.
1: I I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, see, I I, like I actually I I...
0: I I happen sorry to cut you off, Don. Yeah. I happen to have a, uh quite a bet with uh Tregs and actually uh, Fairmont. Oh yeah. What's back. the bet? What is it? Well, at the time, I think we made the bet six six or seven years ago and it was Ryan and I had a had a bet on who would win a cup next the Leafs or the Avs oh dear and so uh yeah I had a couple hundred bucks with tregs on that and then we were arguing about it at some point and <laughs> Maddie sided with tregs oh and so I you know I you doubled down I doubled down and so like a true Leaf fan would yeah. Of course, yeah. Had, to, yeah. had to go for it, and uh, I mean, I I imagine that Vegas might be my best chance for uh, an upset over Colorado. And then I saw them get uh, dominated, the wheels, wheels beaten off them in Game Four. Was it seven one? Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, They're they look unbelievable.
1: They should not should wear the gold buckets.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: we've they talked about that in the past on here. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, let's get into the Q&A. So, good. um, this player went first round f- uh fifth pick in 2005.
2: Uh, Kerry Price.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Donnie. <laughs> Was that was that a bit of a troll job? No, that was, uh, that was right across the plate.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry part. about that,
2: Curry. He gets he gets a little mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay.
1: That's uh, <laughs> two thousand five, second round, forty first overall.
0: Uh, Corey Perry. No.
1: Nope. Um, this team was in the Southeast Division. Yeah. And they re- re- they came here.
2: Oh, so that's an Atlanta pick. Yes. Second round O five. 5 Oh dear. Uh
1: then he went on to play for the New York Rangers. Uh Pavlik. Yes.
2: Andre Pavlov. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay.
1: 2006, first round, number 12.
0: <sighs> this is tough, Donnie. <laughs> I mean, Brig, Briggsy's going to clean me up on this one here. <laughs> uh, Two, 2006. Just yeah. stay
2: with the theme. I bet you it's an Atlanta pick. I bet you it is.
0: Is it an Atlanta Thrasher's pick, Don? Yes, it is. I know how his brain works. Okay. So that would put
2: him born in like Uh, 1988-ish. Right here. There it is. Um, Brian Little.
1: That is correct.
0: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That was impressive, Briggsy. I just I
2: I don't know I I knew after Pavlik that he would pick another Thrasher I don't know sticking with the theme I guess anymore well,
1: uh, Price wasn't a Thrasher is that Price wasn't a Thrasher
2: Price wasn't a Thrasher um, oh, I wish I I wish I could think of one off the top of my head but I'm not that good so oh uh, <laughs> fifth overall 2005 oh no that's that was Carey Price can okay, never mind mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna play I was trying to do Phil Kessel all right <laughs> oh. That's what I was trying to do,
0: wealthy Phil.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I've seen online where the last time the Leafs won a playoff series, <laughs> that Jason Spezza played with Ottawa, and Joe Thornton was playing with Boston.
0: Yep, and I was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Many moons ago, hey. Yeah, no, it's um, been, actually, uh, been a long time. So, I
2: can't remember if it was 2002, and we've talked about this because we've talked about the YouTube video that's been online in, in the dressing room, uh, back when the Leafs would go through their epic, epic series with Ottawa, and there was the uh, the one year where I think Ottawa ended up beating them, and uh, they scored that goal on Patrick Lalime coming down the wing. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Steve Thomas. I, I really don't remember. Oh, but honestly, along the ice? It might, uh, it, it might be a different goal, but I remember – Patrick Lillian led in two absolutely terrible goals in a uh, in a series clinching game for Toronto. That's how it went. Yes. And the goal that Jack Campbell led in, the first goal against Brendan Gallagher the other night, it just screamed that goal to me. In a, oh. and not to rip on Jack Campbell because he's a he's a great goalie. I mean, he set a least record this year. Yep. But uh yeah, as soon as I saw that goal, I just oh, that was such a backbreaking goal and it took me back to those classic Toronto and Ottawa series
0: yeah oh that that was yeah obviously that was a tough one uh i mean i to be honest i was more frustrated with the turnover from marner at the yeah. offensive blue line mm-hmm. uh and it looked like one of those ones Briggsy, that uh we always talk about sticks out of the shooting lanes <laughs> right and matthews got there like right as the shot was being right there, all, yeah. it didn't look like it was deflected but it looked yeah. like Campbell was thrown off by that.
2: Oh, somewhere Don Cherry's sitting in his gitch watching that game.
0: And seriously.
2: Just yelling, just yelling at the TV.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Sticks out of the lane, kids, come on. Yeah, it's a, and it's a hard thing not to do as a defense. Oh, you, you, you know it as forward, a, a forward back checking. I like, do it almost wanna, every time. Every yeah, time. Yeah, you want to be there. You think you can get a uh, stick on that puck and you want to be there. And then, yeah. you know, something like that happens and it's like,
2: shit it's the wow. risky take because you, you can really you can talk about the jets and the oilers and how good and they kept talking about it and it was noticeable like how good morrissey was with his stick how good DeMello was with his stick and yeah. um um yeah that's the, that's the risky take as a defenseman you can look like yeah an absolute hero like guys like morrissey and DeMello and uh and peonk and then uh you look at <laughs> right the cool it's yeah. uh that's the, the the fine line you walk as a as a D-man.
1: We just gotta walk the line. That's right. Just, just don't, wait for time left, left dude. Yeah, so I'm just gonna wrap it up now. So, thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, it was good to be here with you guys. It was nice to catch up. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was really good.
1: Yes. And yeah. Now, it's a, I, I a wish we had the,
0: I wish we had a Leafs
2: win to talk about, but mm-hmm. I wish we could. No. drive to the iceplex right now sit in the dressing room get ready to play a game and talk about talk about this oh, you know, in person know. this is fun
0: but uh yeah, yeah i really can't wait for the next time we can do that oh i know hopefully we'll be good to go by next hockey season and mm-hmm. we can do that yeah man
1: now yeah. it's officially spring what it's officially spring now isn't it The, the leaves almost are out.
0: summer it's almost summer isn't it yeah
1: yeah the leaves are out now.
0: Oh, that was a leaf oh, show. <laughs> oh, oh, all the leaves are cleaned up,
2: eh? Oh, right, yeah. Spring cleanup. Hired Don Ross for all your uh, leaf <laughs> cleaning needs, eh?
0: Okay, what, what's your golfing joke? I know you have a golfing joke too.
1: <laughs> well, I got a pitcher because uh, it's Phil Picard with a golf bag and handing it to the leaves. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, every time I see my dad, he always tells me that Don has given him the gears at Safeway. Oh, yeah. And he's always yeah. got one-liners for my dad every time <laughs> he goes shopping. Donnie's
2: there. <laughs> he's relentless, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's what I, I respect, yeah, though, that, right?
1: That's why so. I always see your mom coming in by herself, your, by
2: though. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah she knows it's coming. That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Right on, buddy.
1: Okay, thanks, for you guys, for coming on. Yeah, man. It's always a yeah. Pleasure. Thanks
0: for having
1: us, Don. Uh, drive safely. Stay classy. Stay classy. <laughs> and welcome back to the Front Row Podcast. I have a four, first-time guest, and Andrew Burns. How's it going? How bad yourself? I'm good. So low-key's coming out on june 9th what's your thoughts about that
3: yeah so uh we were uh they they moved it uh, a little while ago uh from their friday night uh kind of spot that they disney plus have been using for their past two marvel shows so they're bumping it up to uh wednesday i have a feeling that's so they they aren't competing with some other shows they have a few other kind of disney shows that they they come out on fridays plus there's a the Star Wars show that's coming out right now. I think there's only I think it'll only be ten episodes that'll I think it'll be done before the Loki series is or it'll be still going on while well, this Loki series is still going on, so I guess they don't want to compete with that. But I'm I'm interested. I'm curious of how it's gonna go. It's, uh, it's it's like gonna be it looks like it's like the other Marvel two Marvel shows completely different from what they've done before, so I'm I'm interested.
1: Yeah, they had like WandaVision wrapped up there and Pretty good series, and what's your thoughts on WandaVision?
3: I I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I think it was. Uh, I I like the model that they've been doing the uh, the weekly episode drop uh, as opposed to like what Netflix is kind of known for when they they just dump a whole series on like a one day uh, or like whole season and you kinda, you can binge it all, which is great. But then like you you're kind of done. So, Wandavision—the way that they kind of did it, where they, they did the first two episodes up front, and then they kind of slowly, kind of—or uh, not slowly—I guess weekly—came out with the uh, each episode. I felt it kind of felt like what you would traditionally do for TV, but now it's through streaming, so it kind of created that kind of buzz for an anticipation, kind of like audiences we were guessing what was going to happen, and some stuff didn't end up happening, but there was a lot of cool ideas that people were throwing around that, uh, that like, possibilities that could have happened kind of made the show a little bit better in my
1: in my eyes. Right. Yeah, I like that better when something new comes out. Yeah. Uh, like, these do it one by one episode by week, by least Yeah. Week. So, but if it's an older show, you just should just release it all at once because people have seen it already, so. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it, it kind of like, so people don't bend wash it, so it, like, brings people back, mm-hmm. right? So I was like... Yeah. Yeah, so... And,
3: and it's interesting, because I guess, I don't know the... I don't dive into the analytics of it at all, but, like, I I have I think I heard that, like, you could see their, audio, their numbers grow. Like, people, maybe not subscriber-wise, but viewership, like, you could tell how many times an episode's been viewed on their platform, and I think you could see that, like... It, like people came to the service and you were using Disney Plus uh more frequently on the Fridays that, that it was coming out so it was kind of cool seeing how like cause there's no box office for this right so like oh. you, you, it's viewer numbers is what they what they do nowadays for that
1: that's the thing like yeah uh, i wonder if how they work work it with like movie theaters not open and how they will view the box office you know like <laughs> And uh, I was wondering how they will do that, like how they have a movie come out on a certain day, and like yeah, well,
3: I think I think that might be also a thing why they moved Loki uh, from from uh, what's it Fridays to Wednesdays, because I I think the way when right around when Loki wraps up, um, Black Widow comes out on July the ninth. So and I think Loki's Loki might be something like eight, like seven or eight episodes or something like that. So if that's a month, month or a month and a half to two months, that'll lead right into that. So you, they don't want, them, they're competing with these HLs. So like you, you, they, if they can get people out to the theaters, they're, they're going to do that for, for Black Widow. Um, but people are obviously still want to watch uh, Loki if they're, if they're drawn to the, the, that series. But uh, it's different in everywhere in the world. So like, there might not be a big box office for for Black Widow this time around, but like the next Marvel movie, there might be a, the way that if if uh, like if different cities are starting to open up more and more
1: and so I kind of wonder if like someone like Disney has a TV series that will tie into a movie, and they will mm-hmm. end that TV series just before the movie comes out.
3: yeah I, I think they
1: release it after the movie.
3: Yeah, I think there was uh, a, an idea that that was what they were going to do initially, and then with COVID, everything's changed. Um, I know when they initially announced like that they were going to do TV shows on Disney+, uh, and then they were actually going to be produced in the way that they would normally produce a movie, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, whereas it was actually the first show that was going to come out, and then it was going to be WandaVision. I'm still not familiar, or still not I haven't heard the reason why they did the switch where WandaVision came out first. Um, Maybe, like, they were able to finish producing that one first. Um, But WandaVision does tie into the Doctor Strange sequel because Elizabeth Olsen is is already... They've already reported that she's going to be in it. And with the way that her character is um, and the title of the Doctor Strange movie, um, it plays into each other, but... Mm -hmm. I think the way that they, Marvel's done stuff is they, um, they've they've done very good job with the way they they, they've been planning stuff. But I think they don't overwhelm so much. So they they do if there is a tie-in like you were talking about, they give that they they give the audiences a bit of a break, not to overwhelm them because like say some people might not be the biggest fan of the like the mystical arts part of the Marvel universe, but and they like the action of like like the Captain America movies. But if you do over and over again like the the same theme, people might get bored. So you kind of like chop it up and space it out a bit. That's I think maybe why they they kind of did the switch for the TV shows to kind of get space it out a bit. Yeah. I don't think they'd do a straight like uh, season finale uh, on one night and then uh, a week later the movie comes out of something else. I don't think they'd ever do that. I think that's a bit rushed.
1: Yeah, there would be a gap between like say, like right? yeah, so give people time to finish the a uh, uh, series first if they haven't yeah. watched every week, right? So they give yeah. them time to okay to watch catch up and like think about what happened in this TV series into the movie or vice versa. So yeah, there's different things like uh,
3: the like I didn't even think about it initially but like there's the different uh uh what's it called uh release times for, for certain properties like um some movies come out like a week earlier like overseas than they do uh, than over here and i think like for something like say something as huge as endgame they had to be very uh, cautious about when they put that out they had to put it all out at the same time for the most part because big spoilers and stuff so i think um but, like, for other properties, like, there's some, I think there were some Disney shows that didn't get released at the same time um, uh, that they were getting released here in North America, I kind of think. So, there's little things like that that they, they have to worry about, too. That not only giving people time to get caught up on the episodes, but also, like, if they're not out in enough time for people to get caught up, they have
1: to kind of give more time kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh... I, Disney, uh... Up the prices with a new channel they added Star to it, so yeah. Uh, they, I think they updated in a April or March. In spring. Uh, yeah, I
3: I'll, I'll I'll notice when the the bills change, but yeah, I think it's like if you're an existing customer that like pays for like the the yearly rate, yeah. um, it won't go up uh till like six months after everybody else has to pay. So if you're paying monthly, everybody else pays now i think but like yeah i think it might be like might be i can't remember what it be it might be yeah it might be like march or something like whatever it is so uh like i i personally i pay the 89.99 a year and it'll go up i think it might be yeah i can't remember what it goes up to is it like 20 bucks extra
1: somewhere in there i think yeah yeah so i don't know yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> yeah i was going to like yeah i pay that yearly skimson too so once a year yeah yeah where some people just pay it monthly they probably see it then yeah so
3: I don't know if there's that big of a draw with their older content just yet I mean I think they're they're kind of doing uh, like a like a slow release for certain things but maybe like if, there's like if you're a big diehard or a, uh, aliens fan like then at least some classic movies you can see those and like there was old TV series that uh, I didn't think, I completely forgot about. So there's, there's some cool stuff on there. But then there's also, like, some random TV shows that only lasted, like, one season and they got canceled. But they just threw it on the streaming service because, like, there's nothing else to do with it.
1: It's like, yeah, uh, I watched eight Simple Rules. And they had yeah. two seasons. But yeah. uh, the main character, um, uh, he was on Three's Company and he, like, passed away. He, like
2: you know he Oh,
1: did? yeah. Uh, John... John Ritter? Yeah, John Ritter. Yeah, he, yeah. he did the first three uh, episodes on, uh, yeah. of season two before he passed. And then oh, okay. rec the, the, the rest, they did, a, like, the next eight episodes, I think, they did a tribute to John Ritter. So, yeah. So, that's, that's kind of how, like, I just wondered how they played that into eight simple roles. Because they, they did three episodes, right, with him. So, yeah it's kind of weird how like they did it like no, not weird but it's like how they uh planned it like how they worked it in yeah i, I can't
3: i can't imagine how that would be a pretty difficult task to do like especially like it's a lot it's a lot easier if you're planning on writing a character off a show or off a movie or something like that but like when something happens that sudden because i i I kind of, I remember that happening, and I don't remember a lot of people knowing that he was, like, was sick. I don't even, I can't even remember what he passed from. I don't know if it was, like, uh, I don't think it was an accident, I think it was an illness, but, like, I don't think a lot of people knew, if from if I remember right. Uh, but, so,
1: uh, it's something, like, uh, something his dad had, is like, so, it's uh, like, a family Yeah, dad. hereditary. Yeah, hereditary, and, uh, so I think it's something to do with his heart, or something like that. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, and so he, I think they had he had a hard talk on set. So then they rushed into the hospital. I think. That, oh, okay. Yeah, some, something to do with the heart, in him. Yeah. So. It's just, it's Yeah, this is how they planned it. I was like, I just always wonder how how they plan different things. You know, like it's different different between like how they write them off or, mm-hmm. and this is anything to do with death is hard when it's like middle of the filming, right? Well, yeah, and he's a main character, right? Yeah. Like so like
3: you build a show around somebody or a movie around somebody like like say like Chadwick Boseman for Black Panther, like he's no longer with us unfortunately. Yeah. And they he's he's the head of that franchise. So what happens there? And like they they're still making a sequel, but it's just he just won't be in it.
1: And the same thing with uh, Fast and Nefarious the there with uh Yeah with uh Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he only had like a few scenes left, but
3: Yeah, and like I I've I've uh, there's only one movie that other than the new one that's come out that I haven't seen is like the, I haven't seen the Hobbs and Shaw one, which is like more of a spin-off. Um but like the uh, I've watched like all all other eight of them. Like the ninth one's on its way out or it's already kind of out. Um but like I always found it funny cuz he passed during 7. They, they finished filming. They found a way around it. They still finished the filming. Um, and uh, they, used, they used his brother as, like, a, a, a scene double because, like, they they look so similar. And so there's some shots where, like, his, his brother was in the shot, like, kind of, like, in more of a distant shot, and they digitally kind of put Paul Walker's face on his brother's face. But then they kind of just, they kind of did it away with him, but then, like... It's that weird position where you have the act that i think the actress that plays his wife uh jordana brewster like it's her she's brother or sister with uh ben diesel's character so like there's reason for her to be around because they're brother and sister but it's like well where's your husband it's like always oh, with the kids so it's just like a weird thing that they wrote off in the eighth movie like she, so she could still come around which is perfectly fine it just makes it really weird that the, he's like he's in that universe, but you don't see or hear from him anymore. And like I, I always thought that they could have done a different way of kind of like ending him, ending that character. But like he, he I don't know what what the most tactful or tasteful way to do that is. Like I, I'm, th- I'm not, thankfully not in those positions, like in the creative positions, to do that. Just as a fan, I'm always just kind of curious what what, the, why they made those choices that they made.
1: And uh, they did uh, CGI with uh, Carrie Fisher there, too.
3: Yeah, yeah, they did that. I think, I'm trying to think, She, I think she hadn't passed away when they did Rogue One, and that's a CG face. Like, they digitally just de her and kind of, like, used kind of, like, I guess footage from, like, the old, like, 1977, A New Hope. But uh, they did... Use I think they mostly you they try to use old scenes for Rise of Skywalker. That's why you can, if you I've rewatched that just those scenes, it you can tell that they're like they wrote the scenes around the dialogue that she had already like said on camera for the last like the previous two movies, but I, that one I don't know why they didn't switch it up and have her pass away um, in the set in the last jedi and have luke stick around like mark hamill's still alive use him like in, in a different fashion yeah. but that whole stuff is all kind of like a big mess like if you, you some people are diehard last jedi fans and some people just like the, it's there were star wars the uh, movie that ever came out like i'm somewhere in the middle i still I still like a lot parts of it, but there's other parts of it where, like, I've scratched my head and I'm like, I, this doesn't seem Star Wars to me. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, That's a whole other tangent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, today is Wednesday, so it's comic like comic, uh, release day. So, yeah. So, uh, did you pick up any new comics? No, I'm
3: pretty... Uh, there's, there's two parts to that. I, I don't go every week, um... Because I'm so far behind of the comics that I am reading, like I'm years behind. Like I'm, I'm probably at reading. Like I I, I went back and started collecting again, probably at twenty twelve. Like seriously, collecting, like following storylines, like uh, in between like multiple issues, Um, and then I kind of like got in this mode where I picked everything up, and then if you pick everything up, you have to read everything. So like. I'm backlogged years and years, so I'm probably at 2016 right now, which is bad. So I kind of like whittle down what I pick up. So I only pick up about five titles, like physical copies, and then the rest I try and just do digitally. But uh, I'm mean, I'm way behind. There's there's other ones where I kind of try and skip ahead because like there's a movie coming out and like they're basing the movie off of a sh- uh, off of a series that like ha- I've I've had on my in my like shelf for like two years, mm. but. No, I haven't picked anything up. But and also with COVID, I, I try to like g- only go to the shop like maybe like once every like month, month and a half. The guy I go see, he's pretty good. He just kind of like tucks everything off to the side, and he just kind of yeah, when I, I sh- pop in there, he gives me my stack. I pay and I go, and I'm in the store for less than like two, three minutes, right. which kind of sucks in a way because I think he probably would want people to walk around and shop, but during COVID, it's not so much.
1: Yeah. That- that's that's everywhere. So they want people yeah. like in and out sooner, right? So they yeah, but at the same time they want people to stick around to like pick up something that they not thought of, right? So yeah, yeah. So I, I think, do. Flip. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Say like, yeah. He's yeah. Like they want people to walk around, but at the same time they want in and out and
3: yeah, and from I don't i don't like i don't i'm not a business owner but like from my understanding is just through talking with him the what brings people into the stores is the new issues what makes the store money is the stuff around it so like the uh the old issues that they can kind of mark up a little bit higher cost that uh that they've got either from like holding on from 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 years past or they've bought uh, off of people trying to get rid of their collection or it's like like uh, collectibles and like figurines and stuff like that there's a bigger markup for those than there is the like the the new comics the new comics they might make like I don't know maybe like 50 cents on a new issue and like you they charge like uh, like five six bucks uh for some of the bigger ones so like you're not making a huge amount of money off of that but it's it's supposed to drive footprints into the store so they can buy other stuff kind of thing
1: I got new, yeah. There's like anything new, they will will bring in people, right? So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I collect uh, like the no, McFawn hockey figures, and yeah, like, yeah. Like at Walmart, everything's the same price. Where, but yeah. like, there's there's uh uh other places they will mark up the variants and you yeah. know right? So they they mark up the variants and stuff. So. That's, that, that's why I kind of hate it. I just want to pay, 20, like, same price, but at the same time, yeah. I get it, They people will come in for those different ones, right, so... Yeah, and,
3: uh... I don't know if he, I have a buddy of mine that uh, does that too, and I think, uh, he, like, he does the Walmart run, and, uh, picks up, uh, like, his hockey figures, and, like, he, uh... I don't know if he does it anymore because his basement like last time i was in it, it was a while ago but uh it was just like like multiple multiple shelves of all these figures and stuff so like i think he got he may have had a he had to cut himself off because uh like he's got he, he ran it started running out of space
1: yeah i like, yeah i have a whole wall of, like the different figures and i have like yeah. them in boxes and closets and yeah like because they started like early 2000s and and then I think they stopped about maybe ten years ago. Maybe, oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I yeah, so I just collected like the variants and so yeah. I usually like have what like, one of the regular ones variant, and then there's like that chase figure, and because usually they, yeah. sometimes there's three of them, sometimes just two, and yeah, you know, like, yeah, at Walmart it's like all the same price, and where. Like, uh different places they know like the hobby s- places jack up those uh variants, right? So
3: Yeah. Well I know I there's, uh there's one I I've got a bunch of the like those pot figures. Um and there was one uh like a Stan Lee pot figure, but it was like from the very first Iron Man movie, and they weren't making pot figures for the very first Iron Man movie. Uh, I think the very first time you could get a pot figure was what like 20 or at least for a Marvel one it was uh, 2012, like when the first Avengers movie came out. They did like I think they did like one for each Avenger and Nick Fury, and then that was it. Um, and that like and then like they've done a little bit more for each movie. and Now they do a ton for every movie. But uh, where was I coming from? Um, drawing a blank where I was getting it. No, yeah. So the Stan Lee one that came out, they re. They were doing a, like kind of a go back to like the very first Iron Man one, and like Toys R Us, I think was uh, like one of the only places you get this one because he's like his cameo from the first movie. He looks like Hugh Hefner. He's got like the like the old style uh, house coat on, because um, and it was supposed to be for I think it was like sixteen ninety nine or uh, nineteen ninety nine. Then you go to places like uh, like comic stores, like I think there was like Galaxy Comics. They were charging like forty bucks, fifty bucks for the pops. Like they they marked it up like past double, and uh, like they didn't do anything different to it. Like you didn't get an extra, you didn't get a protective case, you didn't get anything for it. But just because it's a like it's an exclusive. Uh, for some, they bought them all from wherever they placed it and then they were reselling it, kind of thing. So it's, it's tricky some of those places. Yeah,
1: I got the Dundee, and it's like Amazon exclusive. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I was like, I like the office, and like, yeah, I can only place and get it is off Amazon, and so like I when I saw it, and I say, like, okay, I get it because I like the show, and yeah, and then I got a Coca Cola bear, and I got Mister Peanut. <laughs> then, uh then i saw the mtf uh mtv spaceman yeah yeah and yeah, like, I, I saw, it, and i saw on uh uh amazon it's like it's like 34 35 bucks plus shipping it's like yeah i was like okay i'm not gonna spend like that kind of money like, no <laughs> like, plus yeah so that's the thing if it's like amazon is free shipping if you have amazon Prime and that, yeah. So, like, okay, I was not going to wait for if Amazon ever gets it. I just wait for them to get the free shipping, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay thirty five dollars plus shipping, and shipping's is another like ten dollars or more, right? Yeah.
3: No, there's yeah, there's little tricks where like you you can find it on eBay for super cheap, but then like yeah, they're like, charging thirty, forty bucks for shipping. So it was like, no thanks. No, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's something like that. They, they kind of rip you off, off on shipping. It's like, you know, that turns yeah. me off. Yeah. As I was saying, I found, it, found that there's a place in Ontario. like, yeah, if I ever go to Ontario and it happened to be in that area, I'd yeah. pick it up <laughs> a lot cheaper.
3: I did, the uh, was when you bought your uh, one with the Amazon exclusive, was that amazon.ca or was that amazon.com?
1: Uh, I can't remember. Oh, okay, because like, I, I know... I got a. My brother gave me like a seventy-five dollar gift thing, yeah. for it, so I didn't really look at it. It's like so, they, sh- it was sh- free shipping. So,
3: yeah, I only asked because there was this uh, series that they did uh, a while back uh, or like a, the last year, where there was um, there were like a, it was a Marvel one where they did the all the six Avengers from their first movie, and there were it was an Amazon exclusive pops, um, but the only way you could order them was through amazon.com, not .ca. So they weren't offering them um, through the Canadian site um, because they were only offering them through American. So I remember the very first one that came out was the Iron Man one, and uh, this was pre-pandemic. I ordered it to my in-laws' place uh, down in Phoenix, and we were already going down there in February to go – like like just for like a week for kind of a vacation, so I shipped it down there, and picked it up, and then brought it home in my suitcase. I was planning on doing it for the next couple while they were still down there, and then the pandemic happened. So like I had to pay. I got free shipping to send it to their place down there, but I had to pay the shipping to for the, get to send it back up here to Canada. So it was a bit annoying that way, but
1: I I did it through the app, so whatever, yeah, the app is so.
3: Yeah, this one I had to switch from uh, CA to .com, but now they have another series that come that uh, is out right now. Another one where you collect multiple characters and they all interlock. Um, for like it's another Marvel series, um, but uh, they're offering them through .ca now. So they must because of the pandemic, they must be kind of like uh, allowing the exclusives to uh, go through like across the border, like or like they're selling them through the Canadian plants or whatever.
1: Yeah, so I got, yeah, I have like Happy Gilmore, and then he and then, uh, yeah. and then he did a two pack with uh, ha- um, Happy Gilmore and Bob Barker. And, I saw that.
3: Yeah. yeah so did you like, get that
1: one? Yeah, I got the two pack, and it's like nice. So I was like, okay, my, uh, I got those, and I like always like Adam Sandler's. Yeah. Like, there's I think not of people like him, but there's people like him, so they. Like, yeah. So I I always like I think. Happy Gamers is one of his best movies he made. Mm.
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely one that uh, like I mean, like for like way beyond when it came out, people still quoted it. People like still love those uh, that movie. Yeah, there's uh, I I thought I saw like when you're speaking of Adam Sandler, I thought I saw somebody or an article saying that they're they're talking about doing a Waterboy sequel. I don't know if you've heard anything about that, but
1: no, yeah, I haven't heard it now.
3: I don't know how I feel about that. Like, there's, like, some of those movies that is, like, kind of one-off is, like, it's, it's all you need is just the one movie. Doing a second one maybe doesn't bring anything to the table kind
1: of thing. I but, think same thing with uh, Dumb and Dumber. The first one... Was, yeah. It was great. And then, yeah. then the, they did the prequel, which sucked. Yeah. The sequel sucked. So... <laughs> I,
3: I can't say I've seen the sequel. I saw the prequel, and I was, like, I... I, I I appreciate what they were trying to do, but, like, it's a hard thing where, like, so much of the movie that people love, like, not to say anything bad about Jeff Daniels, because he's great, and he's a fantastic actor in his own right, but, like, Jim Carrey, like, when he's... How zany he is, you can't pick somebody that's... uh, has the potential of being a future Jim Carrey and, and, like, casting him. Like, it's, like you can't really kind of he's he's a bit of like lightning in a bottle you can't really find another jim carrey like
1: yeah
3: it, it's like it it's super tough to, to have somebody kind of replicate that type of person like it's different from like somebody trying to find like a, a different version of uh like an old like of like an, a younger version of that that character but like when there's somebody like as big as jim carrey is like or big as a personality as jim carrey i think it's really hard to kind of like replicate that and at the same time, like, like, why do you need to do a second one, too, in the first place? Why do you need to add to that story? Like, the story is what it is?
1: Yeah. I don't know. And, uh, the same thing when Steve Carell left the office. And, yeah. Yeah, it's not the same without Steve Carell. They did two more seasons, and it's not the same. Because it's, like, mostly around yeah. his character. And he yeah. laughed. And they, and they had Will Ferrell a few episodes. But, like, yeah, it's not the same because... Like with John Kowalski and uh, mm-hmm. Rain Wilson, trying to like pick up where he left off, and it's not yeah yeah it's not the
3: same. I I I to be honest, I just watched those last two seasons uh uh like maybe like a few months back because like I mean with the pandemic going on, like I remember I just started binging The Office like mostly my like everybody else, and I would I I'd always watched like but first how many seasons did they end up doing? Was it nine?
1: Eight? Eight or nine.
3: Yeah. I did whatever like the seasons were that up to where when Corell left. I w- I've watched those like two or three times, but I never watched past that. Um nothing against them. I just like kind of stopped. And I remember watching it and it was like it definitely it was there was certainly funny moments, but like it definitely didn't have that same feel to it. Yeah. Um and like the whole thing with the last season where like, Jim starting up this business, and, like, so he's not at the office. It just felt really weird. It kind of, like, I don't know. I, sometimes you just kind of, like, you just know when to walk away, just kind of, like, just finish it, because, like, you, you're, if anything, you're just kind of changing the way people feel about the show by, like, or, or a movie or a franchise. if you kind of outstay your welcome? Personally, that's, yeah. that's my take.
1: Like, like, I've kind of felt like they should, when Steve Carell left, they, they yeah. said, like, did a few more episodes to tie up loose ends where like have Dwight getting married and them leave. And it kind of like, yeah, this, they should have done it like maybe five episodes longer and just tie up those loose ends.
3: One they they do in like, I guess in the age of streaming now, like they, they're not tied to the traditional uh, episode count that like network TV is like they say if they are wanting to do uh kind of like a wrap it up sooner, they can, they just do less episodes and like, uh, less episodes means less money for for like for like the networks and uh, and like the actors and all that. So like um, like so it could be cheaper for the networks, but it could be ch- it's like it's cheaper for the actors. They're not getting paid as much because they're not working as much. So like, I think part of the people well, they just want to keep going because they can keep getting a paycheck. But like I don't know other series that like I don't know I I, I like the British model. Uh, like I, I love The American Office for what it is. I, I always i didn't like the very first season because it was like exactly what the british version of the british office is um like for the first episode first season first first season like they're they're pretty much identical and then like season two of the american office is its own thing and they go off in a great direction but like the british office did two seasons and uh a 90 minute special and then they just called it quits and then they like they didn't go back to it. They just kind of left it alone, and it's still it's like one of the most like uh, high regarded uh, TV series over there, um, and still a little bit here, Um 'cause just because they kind of knew what they had, and they didn't kind of stretch it out longer than what what they had, like material wise.
1: Yeah, so, um uh, like Ricky uh, Converse or uh, yeah
3: G- uh, Gervais, I think. Yeah, nice. uh,
1: yeah, I try to watch the. Um, like the UK one on Netflix and yeah. Like, like yeah you have to know the British humor to get a lot of them and it's kind of hard to get into
3: it's it's a I think it's like there's like there's a different it's definitely a different type of funny like the it, his character is more of like a cringe worthy type of character like not to say Steve Carell's um, Michael Scott wasn't cringe worthy at moments but like he was just kind of like he was kind of a little bit more slapsticky, kind of like, kind of like, uh, he he, he had some stuff that you'd laugh out loud at. Um, but like when you watch the Ricky Gervais one, it's just like you just kind of like, you just kind of bite your tongue, kind of like it's like it's like it's hard to watch, but you have to keep watching, kind of thing. Yeah. it's a different type of funny. It's it's, def- it's definitely not for everyone. Like I've I've met people that that love the American Office and they they can't stand the British Office because like yeah like the humor. Uh, is different like the delivery of the jokes is, is is a little drier it's not it's definitely not for everybody but if people like it they let li- they love it kind of thing
1: yeah so yes yeah, yes yeah, british humor is different because yeah. like my neighbor watched like the Coronation street and like that's a great british yeah. tv show It's like i try to watch it it's like some of those jokes, like what? It's like uh, someone has to explain it to me like five times before I get. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And oh, there's
3: still, there's still jokes that I don't get on some of those shows. Like they, they still go over my head. I've googled some, half of them. I'm like I don't know what they're trying to say.
1: Like. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, same thing. Like, um, they bring they're doing a Friends reunion, right now on Crave.
3: Yeah. I I don't have Crave, so I don't know. About, is, is it? Do you know anything much about it? Or
1: no, I only seen like pictures on Instagram, Twitter, and yeah. Like, okay, it's like I don't want to. I don't want to pay for Crave to mm. watch Friends, so I'm just waiting yeah. until they release it to all their platforms, right? Yeah. So like, I, I I
3: think it's it's more of like a a Q and A, like it's not a scripted thing. If they're not kind of like having the characters pick up where they left off 10 years, whatever it is later there, it's, it's more of like an interview thing where they sit down and my understanding, at least from what the clips I have seen is they, they kind of talk to the cast in either on like in kind of like a studio setting or in, like, um, or like where the the audience around and some of them, they are at the old sets and they're kind of asked questions about the old episodes or the kind of, what their favorite episodes and they kind of tell stories but like it's it's definitely it's not like um like them the, all getting together um at uh their apartment or the central perk like, like as as their as their old characters like they're they're not uh kind of doing that because um i think that would be that would be a little different i think like those, I think they may have kind of gone the route where they kind of knew that they wanted to end it and they're not wanting to continue it just for the sake of, like, nostalgia or...
1: Like, maybe, like, do, like, kind of like a series, kind of like, hey, what are they doing now? Because Chandler and Monica moved out to the suburbs and, like... Yeah. I think the only one that stayed behind, like, in that area is, like, Joey and Ross, right?
3: I you think, know? if I remember, like, right, um, I think they did a spinoff. Like Joey had his own TV series yeah. for like a season or two, and I think he moved out of New York. Oh, and to LA, I
1: think it wasn't
3: it. Yeah, so he yeah. left, um, and so like I I don't I think that was I think none of the actors wanted to come back to do uh, continuations of their characters. They I think they they kind of said goodbye to their characters, and so I think the whole the reunion thing what they're doing is that it, I think they're just they're just catching up but they're catching up on camera and i saw a couple headlines saying like there's i think matthew perry like uh has like bad anxiety um uh, uh or and and he's he, he's not kind of like he's kind of stepped away from that kind of uh um spotlight for for so long like it was kind of hard for him to go back so i think apparently if they were ever to do another reunion it wouldn't be something that an audiences could see it would be something privately for like the cast themselves but uh i was I, I saw some jokes i guess some other guest stars had popped back up in this reunion thing i never saw anything yet but like there's like old characters like tom Selleck. like he played like yeah uh, uh what's it uh, uh his
1: the, the dad's friend
3: I think He he's like monica's boyfriend at one point
1: yeah
3: yeah um but like they were kind of like seeing people and the one person that people like i saw a headline saying that like uh why like why he didn't show up was like uh uh paul rutt like he's like he ended up with phoebe at the end or like uh lisa kudrow's character um but they're all it was kind of funny like he's like the biggest star to spin out or i shouldn't say spin out because he was already an actor in his own right then but like the biggest actor like to leave Friends that wasn't one of the main six like like they didn't bring him back for anything but I don't know like he's he's like he's a huge star on his own right now like he's done t- tons of movies he's, he's he's got his own superhero franchise he's been in the biggest movie of all time like he's a huge actor now yeah but
1: if they would do they kind of make a joke of him being Ant-Man you know like, yeah Come kind of promoting on Friends that they do like in like miniseries and so wait. I've been to uh, Warner Brothers there, right? And they have this set of uh, Central Perk there. And you yeah. It's on like, yeah. the, the coach they have, and they, you can take pictures. and Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. That would be cool. Yeah. As I like to do in the, all the different studio tours there, like how they stuff. And I've seen part of Glee being filmed and okay cool yeah, yeah so they I don't I would not mind going back to seeing the different studios again how they because they always have uh, they have lists there what what filmed in what uh, studio and like, yeah, on the side like oh and this, this was filmed in this one and yeah so so
3: yeah I, I was I've never done any of those I was, it was something I was kind of that's on my like kind of like a bucket list to do is like Never been at Disneyland, Disney World, anything like that, or seen like Universal Studios or Warner Brothers Studios lot, or anything like that. But like, cause I know that they, yeah, they like, they they hold on to a lot of that memorabilia, and like those sets.
1: And they they say like, yeah, so, uh, certain things like the random items they have in storage, like, oh yeah, we have this, like we uh, rent out this to a different studio because we yeah. we, can, we can make money off it, cause. That studio doesn't want to buy it, but they yeah. want to rent it, right? So, like, yeah. so you can see, like, this, oh, this was in this movie. We got this much money for for renting that, right? So yeah. like, like, why are you hang on to that? Like, oh, right. We we can make money off it, right? So yeah. they they go the different studios can like rent off different props and from other studios and make rent it for like fifty bucks or whatever, and they use it for like ten minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah have it on someone's desk and like hang then give it back after they're done with it and <laughs> it's kinda of weird how I was like, oh well, yeah, it's like it's something not meaningful like that's not something I will hang on to sell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. And uh thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh drive safely. <laughs> yeah. Thanks you as well and uh any quotes you have top of your
3: head Ah,
1: uh, uh shoot <laughs> do or do not there is
3: no try
2: <laughs> thanks for listening to the front row podcast download the show on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts contact us on twitter or instagram at podcast front row and join in the conversation catch us next time on the front row podcast